Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. Of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, of course, this weekend, we got a packed weekend. We've got Slammiversary, which I'm like 90% sure I'll be able to make for the live reactions. Lacey's got a a, a fair on Saturday, and she's taking, I think she's taking Monica and Summer, my sister and my kid. Um, So she should be fine. Uh, So, yeah, we should be clear for Slammiversary. And then uh, on, of course, Sunday is Money in the Bank. Yep. So that should be a lot of fun, too. We're going to be doing yep. our live reactions to that on YouTube, but Slammiversary live reactions, of course, are going to be right here on the Twitch. Um, so that should be fun. Uh, and then, yeah, and then this Thursday, this is exciting. We have to figure out, we're going to figure out over the next 24 hours how we're going to do this. The numbers don't lie. It's our new show that is also, it's it's the numbers don't lie, a.k.a. also known as Going In going Raw in Math. Raw Math, the show. Going In Raw Math, the show. So we're going to finally put in stone going in raw math to the test. And the first person we're going to do going in raw math on is the inventor of the algorithm, Brett Hart, also Brett known Hitman as Hart, Brett yes. Hitman Hart. Correct. Yes. 
So this Correct. is very exciting. And, uh, and yeah, so we're going to figure out how to let you guys get involved with adding your own math to this. In fact, we'll, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about that right after we're done with this. I have ideas, so we'll talk okay. about it. Okay, all right, all right. So, uh, but yeah, barring all that, do us a favor. If you're watching this on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button. Larson, what's in the news? What's in the news? So uh, Mike Bennett, formerly Wally and WWE, Mike Kanellis, uh, spoke to Metro, I believe it was an outlet over in the United Kingdom, mm. in advance of Ring of Honor's Best in the World pay-per-view and revealed that he was set to join a new Bray Wyatt-led faction during the early days of The Fiend. This is what Mike had to say, quote, early on when Bray Wyatt turned to The Fiend, Vince was always high on having Bray lead a group for some reason. He always wanted him to lead a group. We were about a week away from making it happen where me and Eric Young were going to be part of Bray Wyatt's group. We were actually going to be, they were going to bring to life the puppets. Each puppet was going to represent an actual person. I don't remember there were talks that I was going to be Sister Abigail and Eric Young was going to be a buzzard. It was one of those things where you guys will play these characters. He's portraying them as the puppets in the Firefly Funhouse, but then they'll come to life. I thought it was really cool. I was ready to sink my teeth into it. But then, like most stuff there, right before it, it happens, they're like, oh, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. That would be a really cool spot, but I guess I'll go sit in catering. So this isn't the first we've heard of a WB star potentially uh, portraying the puppets of the Firefly Funhouse in an interview with Inside the Ropes following his WB release. Wesley Blake mentioned that, quote, we pitched all sorts of ideas. Another crazy idea that we pitched was Steve and myself, of course, Steve Cutler, now Steve uh, Macklin and Impact. Uh, we would be kind of, sorry, we would be part of a kind of the Wyatt family but uh, we would be part of as Firefly Funhouse. Uh, we would be his pig or his rabbit, and we would actually bring it to life. Not only that, but we would be like real-life pig and rabbit. We would actually wrestle people. It's kind of what we would say, like we would kind of do his dirty work. So, okay, and so there, there would be the puppets in the, in the Funhouse, and then they would have uh, uh, human personas. Counterparts in the ring yes yay or nay on this idea um see like I, I i appreciate that the puppets are aspects of bray's subconscious personality whatever they rep all represent something about bray and i appreciate that they exist in the and the fun house to speak via that aspect of bray's personality now if there is a way they could have uh, interpreted that so that each of these puppets embodies that in terms of how they approach their matches in the ring then that could be interesting but just to have a bunch of guys by bray dressed as these characters with no more thought put into it other than well let's personify these puppets because so bray can have a faction mm -mm. well i wouldn't I, it, that could be interesting sure but if it's just like let's let's give them a faction and dress them up as the puppets eh I wouldn't. I mean, I, I wouldn't immediately think that they were going to do nothing interesting with it because it's Bray Wyatt. I mean, when Bray, when Bray's been good and they've let him do his stuff, that that'd be really. I, I think I think the idea would be really cool to be honest with you because, especially if you put the level of detail into their appearance, like I'm thinking of you know I don't know like Rob Zombie horror movie characters, you know, where it's like say what you will about the movies, the production design of those movies are actually pretty cool. You know, it's like he knows how to design characters 
and you had um ah what was the dude the the legend that uh that did the fiend mask what was his name oh uh, tom savini thank you yeah savini if you have the, that same level of creativity going into you know sort of rebranding these guys is really creepy versions like legitimately creepy versions of that uh, of the puppets um and if it's a situation where these people have been sort of like brainwashed or whatever by Bray, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that you could play with. Now, the problem with that, of course, is that it's sort of at the whims of Vince McMahon, where it's like if a guy like Goldberg comes in, then, you know, you you, you can torpedo an entire angle um, and, and it would fall apart. But I think the idea is pretty sound if, if Bray was the guy who was sort of in charge of it and if maybe... It'd be it'd be very interesting to understand exactly what the creative collaborative process is when this kind Mm -hmm. of thing was pitched. Wrestlers were told, hey, you might be doing this and then it falls apart. Well, that's the part that's interesting. The part. Why did that? Why did they elect not to go down that road? Was it a Bray decision? Was Bray like, hey, I'm not sure this is going to work. Was it a Vince decision? Like, hey, I don't think this is going to work. I that's information that we would love to know. yeah, if it's a situation where Bray's like, I have this character, I have these ideas for this character, this storyline that's going to span however long, and then if someone from WWE goes and pitches to him, we want to put a group with you, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to Bray pitching the group, Vince being on board, and then at some point it kind of getting lost in the shuffle. You know, it depends on on where the genesis of the faction idea came from. I mean, if if it's a matter of like Vince saying, hey, you know, we want to we want to put you in a faction, I'm getting word that you're lower than me um that we want to put you in a in a faction i can figure it out um or we want to get you with a new faction and then bray's like okay that's a seed of an idea or it's it's a thing that you want to do let me come up with the with the details behind it i mean seemingly bray has all sorts of creative input but then you know things go sideways sometimes and hey you know the bottom line is everything has to be cleared and 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 the the bottom line falls on vince and he can change Mm -hmm. anything at, at a moment's notice um. So. Uh, so yeah. I don't know. It seems like an interesting idea that uh, that could have worked. Could have fallen flat. Either one. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? We'll probably never know at this juncture. Yeah, it'd be cool one day if uh, somebody wrote a book or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, could I mean, happen. Yeah. Give yeah. it. A, give it a few years. It could yeah, happen. I mean, it's going to be twenty years, but somebody will write a book at some yeah. point. Definitely could happen. Uh, so let's talk about Buddy Murphy. He's been making the interview rounds of late. Um, did a really extensive and really great one with Sean Ross Sapp and also recently did one with Chris Van Vliet. Had a lot of interesting things to say. One of the more interesting bits that came out of the Van Vliet interview uh, was when he was asked about the uh, Aaliyah Mysterio angle. And not shockingly, the entire thing seemed like a train wreck waiting to happen. These transcripts are from Wrestling News World. Steve, you want to take care of these these quotes here? Yeah, sure. He says uh, straight up, I wasn't comfortable kissing Aaliyah. I did that because it was my job and it was going to create more drama in the story. Originally, there was no kiss scripted. The producers went and they talked to Vince about something. They come back and pitch it to me, but they're kind of like weird. And then they say, and then you kiss her. And I start laughing and I go, F off. But then they're like, no, we're serious. I look at the other producer and he was like, he nods his head. And I'm like, no way. How did you come back with this? My whole thing was I had to play it very carefully. I said to them, I'm not going to express feelings to her. I can't pursue her. She has to pursue me. This is because of the age difference. You don't make it any easier when you use my birthday as the message. So now you have given them the fans, the information of how old is she? 
How old is she? What? I think them saying happy birthday basically just outed that. I wasn't comfortable with it, but they didn't help with the situation. I'm like, what does she think about it? They go, she's cool with it. I'm like, what? They went to her first. I thought they were. I thought she was going to shoot it down. So then I go, what about Ray? They say they're okay with it. I'm like, very well, if they're okay with it, I can't be the one that goes whatever. I was very blunt with them. I can't pursue her if I do. I'm a creep. If she goes for me, she's an empowered woman that knows what she wants. I think they sold her on a Hollywood-style kiss. She says, I'm not in Hollywood. What's a Hollywood-style kiss? They explain the camera shots. We're on live TV, so you can't do these behind-the-head camera shots. There's eight cameras on you. Who knows which one they're going to shoot you on? If there's a gap, the whole thing is done. Seth was nervous about it because this whole storyline rides on this one kiss. I'm uncomfortable, and she's new. We're out there and about to cut the promo, and I said to her, this needs to look good. If you have any second minds, I'm going to give you the green light. Do whatever you want. It's 100% you. Do what you need to do, but this needs to look good. He said, it looked great. The aftermath wasn't great for me, but we're both adults. We're both acting. We each gave each other a high five after it, and that was it. The one thing that I appreciate about Buddy Murphy is that he seems like the kind of guy who is not afraid to sort of put his foot down on stuff. And you Mm got to appreciate that, you know? Yeah. But once again, it's just a matter of producers coming up to people. Hey, you're going to do this now. Okay, well, should I have been in the same room as like the people involved that like I'm going to have to kiss now? And there's this huge age difference. Like I do appreciate that he sort of put his foot down and said, well, I'm not going to be the one going after her because that's creep status. Mm-hmm. 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 Agreed. And, it, yeah, it's 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 all this stuff where, you know, you, you show up to work that day, last minute, I'm sure, oh, you're going to do this. What? Why? And then you start ask, have to start asking these questions, you know, uh, uh, and, and, and you're like, okay, this seems, why are we doing this? Is everybody on board with this? You know, and then... You, they tell you yes, and you're like, all right, well, I guess I got to do it now. It's, it's unfortunate that wrestlers got to be in this position where, like, everybody else is on board. They don't feel comfortable doing this. And then, like, they're probably scared for their job or their standing in the company. And so they have to follow through on things they're probably not comfortable doing. I wonder, like, when that sort of – because I feel like, you know, all the, the – the, the, like, you know, the, the head guys there, you know, Vince, Bruce, Johnny Ace even, I guess, to a degree, although I know he wasn't there during the Attitude Era, but, like, there's such an old-school mentality where it's like I appreciate that wrestlers these days seem to sort of be are willing to put their foot down a bit more. They think for themselves mm-hmm. a bit more. Um, they think about how this looks, about what a current-day audience would think about yes. this, which is kind of yes. a big thing. Um, it's a massive thing. Because this is the kind of thing that it's like people will just do whatever in the attitude era. But like these days, it's like, mm, it doesn't that doesn't really fly. People give more, no, you know, they, they think about things a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the both interviews, by the way, the, the Van Vliet one and the Sean Ross Sapp one, they're both great. They you know, he opens up a lot about uh, mm-hmm. about stuff, talks about, um, uh, uh, you know, having. A trem- having always heard that when you get released from WWE, it's like having a big weight off your shoulders and how he totally understands that. Now he felt it. Yeah. Um, talks about, you know, where he'd possibly like to go put over, you know, the possibility of going to impact, maybe or even ring of honor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I do feel like a guy like him could be a terrific number one, wherever he goes, he's going to be great. But yeah. like, given that his obvious 
strengths, like his real strength, isn't necessarily in the promo department or the character department, although I think you can do stuff with him, but it's in the it's in ring, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I've been saying this, and who knows if he wants to go, because he also talked about he has a home and he's got pets in the United States. So I don't know if he'd want to go to Japan, but, you know, like I could see that as like such a great place for him because who wouldn't want to see what he could do in the G1, you know? Yeah, I mean, as, as far as as the character and promo stuff, like if you had asked me a year ago, do you think Steve Cutler could be doing the stuff he's doing in Impact? Be like, That's a eh, great I don't point. Know. That's a great point. You know, point. You, you go to a situation where your cre- your creativity is fostered and stuff's not just dumped on you at the last minute. Yeah. And, you know, because unless you're like brilliant at cold readings, even great actors, you dump something on them at the last minute, like getting a good performance out of them when you got to shoot right away, it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, most of the time actors have to rehearse, have to prep, have to workshop, have to rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and figure out the beats and how they want to do the subtext of every little thing. So when you're given a script or a directive or some direction at the last minute and you're, you're expected to deliver a, 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 an awesome performance, that's ridiculously hard as opposed to, you know, saying, okay, I have a, a, a promo I got to do in a week. You get a week to work on it, a yeah. week to practice it, you know, so it, who knows, you know, once he's outside of the WB system, he could be a brilliant character guy. Yeah. We just don't know. Yeah. Man, did you see, speaking of guys outside the system, did you see that? And it boggles my mind why, like, more more vignettes like what we saw with Macklin and Impact and mm-hmm. then the one with uh, uh, Alexander Wolf, Axel mm-hmm. Tischl. I think that's his name. Um, it, like, the latest one, I just saw it today. It's, oh. it's awesome. It looks, yeah. it's so cinematic. It's so cool. And it's really simple. It's like like two minutes long or something like that. It's mm-hmm. just filmed really nice. And it's like these days, like you could get any crappy ass camera for like 600 bucks and film something that looks great if you got a decent lighting. You could use this. With this. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's, it's, it is, it's bizarre to me that like Morrison goes with his GoPro and does this awesome thing where he comes out of the lake. And then, like, kicks a bottle or whatever. And I, I feel like that stuff is, is like, that's the kind of stuff that I want to see in WWE, you know? That should be the norm, I know. And it's, I mean, it's, it's weird to me. Like they, sometimes they do it. Some, like, the Dark Father stuff with Alistair I thought was good, and yeah. then they just got rid of him. Yeah. So, like, sometimes they do that stuff. I'm going to say they never do it, but it's like, man, it should be like everybody should get that level of, like, you well, know. here's the thing. It's it's like they're so married to a certain uh, presentation of their mm-hmm. show where mm-hmm. if they have this kind of stuff, like the Morrison video, the stuff Mustafa Ali used to do all the time, yeah. that on a handful of occasions, occasions showed up on Raw or SmackDown. But if like they incorporate that kind of stuff more often as opposed to just another backstage interview, mm-hmm. another in-ring promo, mm-hmm. it would really freshen up the presentation, provide some much-needed energy for the show that's often lacking. Yeah. I feel like that stuff is is usually kept on, uh, like, NXT. NXT, you get that kind of stuff. Like, the Tian Shaw stuff yeah. on NXT is really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and it's like, man, that's why I always look at NXT. I'm like, dude, this is kind of like what I want wrestling to be, but... I don't Apparently know. not what Vince wants wrestling to be. Nope. 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 So uh, uh, yeah. we, we we didn't watch uh, Ring of Honor's Best in the World. At least I know I didn't. Did you check any of it out? I watched it in the form of Twitter clips. Yeah. It sounded like it was a pretty good show. Yeah. Cool Kyle stuff Camps. going on. Cool stuff yeah. going on. New A new Ring of Honor world champion. Yeah. Congratulations, Bandito. He's the now yeah. both Ring of Honor and uh, PWG champion at the same time. Correct. Do you know the only Correct. other two people? 
who have been champions at the same time, PWG and Ring of Honor. Is Adam Cole one of them? Yes. And it's a pretty easy answer. Kevin Steen. You got it. Well done. Look at that. You should go on Quizlemania again, dude. I should. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. I like to go again. Anyways, one of the other cool things that happened was uh, the pretty shocking debut of former WWE star Chelsea Green. And so on her uh, podcast, Green with Envy, I believe that's her show, um, uh, she mentioned the uh, the process by which she got out of her WWE no-compete clause early and why she chose Ring of Honor. These transcripts are from Fightful. That's what she had to say. Quote, I need to give a shout-out to Johnny Ace. Johnny John Ace. Nice, of course. Uh, he's been so helpful throughout this process of me being released. When I was first released, I went to him and asked if I could forego my 90-day pay and get back onto the indies within a week or two. He was willing to do that for me, but with the complications of my arm, I had to get the plate removed, mm. and we decided it was best to not break my contract. When I contacted him this time around, which was a month ago, and asked if I could forego my last week of WB pay to appear on the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, obviously I was thinking there was no way in hell he would go for it. Mind blown. He contacted the lawyers at WB and had me out of my contract on July 7th as, a as opposed to July 14th. I'm so grateful for Johnny Ace. Him and every person at Ring of, at Ring of Honor are the reason I could show up. I'm surprised fans. Hopefully I can keep shocking you guys and pop up in unexpected places. There's one reason why I decided to stay a free agent and work for as many companies as possible for the next six months. I'm trying not to lock myself into one company. I want to experience all the places that I wasn't able to experience before I signed with WB, which leads me to Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor was actually number one on my list for years before WB signed me. I tried to get on Ring of Honor, but the place or the timing or whatever of their shows never worked in my favor, so I never had my debut. When I was released, Maria Canellis is one of the first people I reached out to say, hey, I got fired, but I really want to work for you. I would love an opportunity there. After seven years of wrestling, I finally got an opportunity at Ring of Honor, and I'm very excited. I was very excited for the shock value, knowing I was debuting three days before the public thought my contract was up. 
That's it was pretty cool. unexpected. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, I did not see this segment. What was the context of it? Do you know? Um, they were uh, announcing the brackets for the women's tournament. Ah, okay, yeah, I did see those, yeah. Who do you like for that women's tournament? A couple names, uh, Nicole Savoy, who uh, yeah. built from Sacramento. Allison Kay's yes. in it. Marty Bell's yes. in it. Angelina Love's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the, the, some of the other names escape me. Who do you like for it, Larson? Um, uh, I mean, you got, you got to, Chelsea Green's there. You got to say that she can potentially go pretty far. Uh, you think she's the uh, mystery? Why are you laughing right now? Because <laughs> we're trying to speak on something we don't really follow? No, no. <laughs> Wait, why are you laughing then? I'll talk to you about it later. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, you think she's going to be the mystery opponent at Slammiversary? I was like 100% that was, sure that was going to be the case. Now, after this, I'm like mm, 75% sure. I think she still could be. She's still, you know, in, in this, said, you know, I'm still want to shock people and pop up in unexpected places. Oh, she can't wrestle until it's over. Okay. Say what? She can't, apparently, uh, Flats here says uh, Chelsea's injured and can't wrestle until the tournament's over. Oh, oh, she's not determined. Okay, well, so much for that pick. <laughs> she ain't gonna be at Slammiversary either. <laughs> nope, I guess not. I mean, she might show up, but like, evidently, she's not gonna be the mystery opponent. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. I still say it's gonna be Allison K. Should be. Could what? Be. What is the winner of the tournament get? Is it for the title? Uh, either for the yeah, it must be. It must be. <laughs> no idea. No, no idea. idea. No clue. No idea. No clue. Uh, Maggie says, what if it's Thunder Rosa? That would be pretty cool. That'd be rad. That'd be great. Anyways, yeah, I don't really, I don't really, I I should have watched uh, Ring of Honor. Because, you know. I know. Who doesn't want to see Flip Gordon spitting on people? Ugh. Disgusting. (laughs) Ugh. Disgusting. Anyways, this is kind of weird. So, like, what's with this WWE Network stuff? The Peacock. The Cock. They're they're giving us stuff and then taking it away. Yeah. Or they're not even giving it to us. So the Kevin Nash, I was so looking forward to this. I was so looking forward to this. The Kevin Nash episode of Broken Skull Sessions this Sunday. It's going to culminate NWO week on the WWE Network. For me, that's the weirdest thing. Last week is NWO week, and they were hyping up Kevin Nash on the Broken Skull Sessions. This is weird. You kind of have to have it on then. So, apparently it was pulled to the last minute. Over the last week, several WWE productions. Last few weeks. Include, what did I just say? You said over the last week. Oh, over the last few weeks. Last couple weeks. Several WWE productions, including an episode of Icons on Lex Luger. Another thing I was really looking forward to. That's supposed to be on the 4th of July, I thought. Yeah, why wouldn't it be? An edition of WWE Untold on the Nexus. It's also been pulled. PW Insider has some details as to why this all happened. Reporting the changes were, quote, a result of changes in strategy and rollout for original content on the streaming service as it adjusts to its new place in the WWE hierarchy under the TV department. One source noted that internally things are much better off than the recent yanked shows would make it appear from the outside, and they believe the reshuffling of, of existing plans will end up being a long-term positive, but not, not all the ducks were in the same row of late. Of late, like a week ago, before they started promoting this thing, I know. Like they were promoting it heavily up until like a couple days ago. I know. What like what changed over the past five days that they'd be like, oh yeah, yank that, 
We had just put a ton of marketing into it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, PW Insider also notes that the planned Nexus documentary is currently shelved and there's no additional work currently being done on it. There were other projects planned, but now paused. Some other content is starting to be worked on again. Yeah, and WB has since announced that the, the Nash, Brook, and Skull Sessions will now air on Sunday, July 18th, same day as Money in the Bank. So, I thought this. I thought the same thing, but I, I didn't watch. Okay. So we got a Raw tonight. We're going to be reviewing that tomorrow live on the Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. And then, of course, Correct, it goes up yeah. on YouTube and through podcasts after that. First up, Xavier yes. Woods ready to get his one-on-one match against Bob Lashley. Yes. Uh, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Naomi, and Nikki Ash set for Fatal 5-Way Collision. Of course, they're the four competitors from Raw in Money in the Bank. Is she now on the roster page? As Nikki Known Ash, I don't know. As Nikki, or still Nikki Cross. Cross, and she doesn't even have her superhero outfit. Yeah, they're pretty. They're some. They take a while to update those uh, those PNGs, those renders. Sometimes, I think Roman still has his vest, or he did for the longest time. Yeah, yeah, uh, he did. He did for a very. I think they they fixed it now, but yeah, he did for the longest time. Uh, Sheamus set to defend U.S. title against Humberto Carrillo, and uh, the question is posed: What's next for Jinder Mahal? Now that he's in possession of Drew McIntyre's family sword, well, he's gonna he's gonna cut things. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he'll I don't know if I know how he got that. He he rode out of the arena with that on his, his back or whatever on while riding a motorcycle. That's what I want to find. They need to pick that one up. They need to be like, oh yeah, this is what that's happened. a huge detail. They're just leaving out. I agree. Uh, you want to answer some questions? Quick sure. Shout out before we get to these questions. Sorry, quick shout out to some new patrons. Uh, had a couple new patrons over the weekend. Of course, when we, I mentioned earlier, the numbers don't lie. It is a Friendo Club TV exclusive. So $5 patrons get access to the numbers don't lie. This Thursday, you can participate during the live taping of it and then watch it after the fact. Also, new Twitch subs, YouTube channel members as well get access to it. Don't look at them. This is a new patron. David Eaton. And Jay Wobbles, all new patrons. $5 and up, you get the bonus content, uh, and it's a, it goes a long way towards supporting going in raw. Oh, man, Dr. Monty showed up and just dropped a ton of subs on us. We'll After read those subs. Themselves. We'll read those subs in our post show today. Yep, but yep. first, let's uh, answer some of these questions we got, yeah, got here on here the from, Twitter. Uh, cool. B-Man Patrick Sparks. So I just had trouble back home from California, and I was miserable. How will wrestlers going back on the road change? Will they not do house shows going forward? Have a much lighter schedule and more time to be with their families as they have been. Uh, will they do an off season? I believe the schedule now is is they're going to doing SmackDown obviously on Friday, and I think they're doing shows at least one day of the weekend, and then Raw Monday, and then that's it. Okay, cool. At least the first round of dates. Yeah, that were announced. Yeah, we'll see if that uh, we'll see if that holds. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, before pandemic, it seemed like house shows were a losing, were not yeah, a profitable, anyway, so. yeah, uh, thing. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see. I'm sure they'll. Uh, yeah, uh, Maggie asks if you could transfer a gimmick from a less likable wrestler 
to a more likable wrestler or vice versa, which wrestlers and gimmick would it be? Trying to think of a gimmick for a wrestler that I'm not really into. Oh, this is it. You take the finest gimmick, Tony Reeves. That's good. Give it to Cesaro. Oh, wow. I don't think I could do better than that. Um, how about you take, uh, I would like to see, and this is nothing about, do I like the wrestler? or I don't like the wrestler. I'm just going to switch gimmicks now. All right. I say you take the cartoonish, the cartoonishly sexualized character of big E and give it. To uh, what's the leader of Tianxia? Mei Ying, is that right? Yeah. So, so she's up there in her chair, just gyrating, putting her hand into <laughs> somebody. She goes, she shoots that red mist in their head, and then does this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, Jorge D here in chat says Morrison versus Ricochet Falls Count Anywhere match should be amazing. Yeah, that wasn't on the official Raw preview on WB.com. You know that was that tonight. Week. That's cool. Yeah, it's tonight too. Zondo says Velveteen. Oh, that's a good one. Velveteen Dreams gimmick. He says to Ricochet. I would give that gimmick. I'd give that gimmick to Braun Strowman when he goes to AEW. All right. Very well. Very well. I like sex <laughs> a lot. Uh, Sean Lathrop, if Raw did their own version of the G1 with a full point system, which eight Raw superstars should compete and who would be in the finals? Let's pull up the WWE roster here so I can give the best answer to that question. So eight Drew, Raw stars. Riddle, AJ. Yeah, Orton. Orton. Drew. So I got, we got four. Shanky. Or Veer. Damian Priest. Damian Priest with rib tape. I got to get that Keith action Lee. figure. Keith Lee. Bob Lashley. Oh, Xavier Woods. Seamus. Well, that's eight right there. All right. Xavier Woods. It's a shameful thing. And it'd be Woods. It'd be Woods versus Lashley in the finals, and Woods would get his win over Bob Lashley. And now they just should do that for King of the Ring. Have yep. King of the Ring be their G1. You totally should. Oh, wow, this is messed up. Dalen Dula says, recently while listening to Our Lips Are Sealed by the Go-Go's, a mysterious curse cost your lips to be sealed. Obviously, like Keanu in the Matrix. Obviously, as you can't eat, drink, or speak, this needs to be fixed quickly. What wrestler do you text for help unsealing your lips? Randy Orton. He has the key. At least he's got Riddle's key. Yeah, that's good. He has the key for my lips, too. That's good. Um, I'm going to go with Jinder. Just an RKO. Ginger's got the sword, so I'm just gonna be like, jeez, and then bang, opens it up. Wow. Yep. Uh, Greg Morris, what feud had the better matches, Sasha versus Charlotte or Becky versus Charlotte? I think Becky versus Charlotte probably had the best match. The uh, the uh, was it the Falls Last Woman Standing Last match? Woman Standing match that was they had really evolution, good. which was great. That was really good, yeah. Yeah, it's hard not to go with that because they also had that triple threat with Oscar, which was really good too. That was really good too, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with that one. 
Um, Hugh Along Heavy, Steve, have you tried making Wrestle Juice yet? Mm. It sounds great, and I'm invested in it now. Also, mm. on that note, Larson, what does Wrestle Fart smell like? Mm. So I posed the question, or some people posed the question to me, what does Wrestle Juice taste like? And I landed on a combination of watermelon and vanilla, but before that I had an interesting combination of watermelon, pepperoni, and cumin all mixed up together. Okay. But I haven't tried so I either Russell, one. So I guess Russell Fart would smell like the flatulence that resulted from. Right, yeah. Yeah, Russell Clearly. Juice. Clearly, exactly. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, noob and company with WB Draft a month away. Which superstar should go and which superstar should stay? Uh, noob and company says Oscar should go to SmackDown because she has done enough as it is, and Charlotte should remain on Raw so she can help the women's division on Raw more often. Drew um, McIntyre should go to SmackDown mm-hmm. and confront the Tribal Chief so they can have like a good four months of storylines before Roman just ends up, you know, basically humiliating him, and then he can move on to other upper mid card things. Yes, yes. Uh, Anthony Tobias with Natalia being added to the Women's Money in the Bank match. Who from SmackDown should be the final entrant? So, so Sonya Deville just did that on Twitter today. It just happened on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I guess that's fine. Don't waste my time on TV. You're just going to stroll out there and say, it's Natalia. Uh, I don't know, either Becky or Sasha, right? Yeah, Sasha. Probably Sasha. That makes Becky's sense. Becky's uh, in it. She has to win it. That's and a good I don't point. think they really want to That's do a good point. Becky yeah. versus Bianca or Becky versus, especially if Becky's going to stay on SmackDown. So now that, that how do they pivot? Because you uh, felt yeah. that perhaps Becky coming back to SmackDown meant that she would have a program a feud with, with, Bailey, with yeah. Bailey. Do you think that's going to be Sasha's task now to feud with Becky? Or Carmella, I guess. Yeah, I thought Carmella too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I mean the matches aren't going to be as good, but Carmella's a decent wrestler. She's no Bailey, yeah, but she's yeah. a decent wrestler. Yeah. Uh, Nick says, with today being the final Thunderdome episode, name three things WWE should keep from the Thunderdome era, and three things they should do away with. So they should keep 
They can't, but they should keep the intimate in-ring segments. Yeah. They should. The contract signings, the bits where people in-ring are just talking, and we, the TV viewer gets to hear it. They won't because they probably think that's important enough story beats that the people in attendance should hear too. I don't even so know. Yeah, do. I don't even know how you would really. I mean, I know how. Yeah, that production wise, I might have to feed the camera audio through the the in house sound system. I mean, they could do it. Yeah, I just don't think they would. Yeah, um, I still think it'd be cool to keep cinematic matches to some degree if yeah. they're interesting and the story calls for it. Yeah, and then. I mean, three things. I, I don't know because the thing is, once they got to Thunderdome, there really weren't that many deviations from when they were live. You know, here's another thing they can't, they can't, absolutely can't do. It'd be cool if they could find a way. You know, when like when someone makes their entrance and they have pyro not just in the stage but all around the venue. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, keep that, and then just hey, wherever you're sitting, good luck. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't explode. Um. Okay. What are three things that they should do? Well, number one, do away with the like idea. Everything else. Yeah. No more Thunderdome. Like, get get rid of. Don't ever put another person on LED. Don't ever do that. Get rid of that. Get. By the way, I'm sorry. I'm done with it. Get rid of the 8K camera. The 8K camera. I'm. I'm. That thing is ugly as crap. They barely use it anymore. They don't really use it that much anymore. The NBA was using it incessantly incessantly last night it was so ugly i don't like it get rid of the 8k don't like it um you know what they should do Mm. somehow again they can't do this make it so that people can launch themselves over the barricade Mm, mm, like mm, when ricochet mm, fun splashed uh, john morrison that was rad well they could maybe do that you know where the the curve of the barricade is there's nobody sitting mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, do yeah. That. it'd just be harder i think from a production standpoint because like if they have to, one thing they've been doing during the thunderdome era more so it seemed like a sliding crash pads mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah for bumps like that you know yeah. and i don't know if they did for the morrison one or not yeah but if you're gonna have people you know a crash pad hiding under there and then someone able to pull it away in time for when they do the reverse camera when you actually finally see back there it might be more difficult now that there's true People there and stuff logistically. Uh, Crispy McGrizzle. Oh, great name. Who was your guys' favorite indie wrestler that you saw go from the indies to either AEW or WWE? Uh, Crispy says, watch Karrion Cross a lot back in uh, FSW and got me thinking about it. I think we saw uh, Jay White a couple times. We saw him at a Ring of Honor, or not Ring of Honor, a PWG show. Yeah, we saw him at a PWG show, and I, I, I remember, I remember Honor, being like, yeah. "Oh man, this guy is this guy is really good." It's you know, it's been really cool seeing Sammy Guevara because we saw a couple mm-hmm. shows with him, and being able to see him because like you know he would show up and he's obviously an amazingly talented in ring guy, but whenever he'd get on the mic, I'd be like, "What is this guy talking about?" And now he's a really well developed character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always cool seeing people that have wrestled at small shows. Around here, oh yeah, like um, Hobbs, yeah, like yeah, like Will Hobbs. That was mm-hmm. awesome. That was when he really got signed cool. by AEW. Yeah, um, yeah, that's super cool, super cool. Well, like whenever, like when uh, uh, when uh, AJ Kirsch and Dave Dutra mm-hmm. uh, showed up on that SmackDown we went to. That's really neat. Yeah, take that L from Heavy Machinery as the yeah. Yolo County uh, tag champs. That was incredible. That was so cool. 
Uh, NJWP power rank the order in which the following could happen. One. So there's three options here. Raw is on a consistent par with SmackDown. Two. A Raw episode's viewership drops under a million. Three. Raw gets cut to two hours. Three will never happen. Well, I'm not going to say never. I'm not going to... But... I would be shocked. Shocked. If that happened in the next 10 years. You never know how... Media is going to evolve... Mm-hmm. So if if somebody at USA or whoever got the rights after 2024 was like, hey, we want to get raw, but we also understand the landscape and that three hours is just too much. We'd rather have a much more impactful two hours. We feel like that would boost ratings and we feel like but given that SmackDown's ratings are better than you on uh, Raw's, but not significantly, not like majorly better. Um, I don't know that that would ever happen. Um, mm-hmm. so I feel like that is the least likely to happen given an, if, if, if raw, that's less likely to happen than raw, uh, dropping under a million, like raw dropping under a million. I don't think is really, I don't think that's going to happen. But the way it's been going over the past five years, it could totally happen. I think that could yeah, happen. No. It could. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I think you're right there. I, th- I mean, like, I think the first option, Raw, consistently on power SmackDown is, is far and away number one. I think know, that's, yeah, that'll, that, that could happen. happen. That could happen. That yeah. could happen in two weeks' time. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, as long as Raw's on USA, I'd be really surprised if it got cut down to two hours. Me too. Yeah. And yeah. barring something something massive, I'd be really shocked if their viewership goes under a million. If, if, yeah, me too. If Peacock started changing their strategy, or I'm sorry, if if NBC Universal, like whatever it is, NBC Universal, I guess it is. Yeah. If they change their strategy to really try to promote Peacock, I could see them maybe de- doing the two hours on USA and then a third hour on Peacock. That's like. Less important, maybe, than the like, you know, sort of a not necessarily made of that or something. Yeah, yeah, like that, maybe. But I don't know that they do that. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, Fear and loathing with fans coming back next week. Does Vince have it in him to double down on Riker and have Hogan show up and gift him the leg drop in Real American Song? He's already got Hogan colors. I know. So no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. uh, No. I say, do it, Vince. Do it. (laughs) Ugh. <laughs> uh, Anthony J, how would you book the end of the twenty four seven title? Oh, it would just it it would be this. Two months from now, we'd be sitting here doing a raw recap, and I'd be like, "Hey, you know what's weird? They haven't done the twenty four seven title in a couple months." Oh yeah, and then that's it. That's it. Vanish. It just doesn't doesn't happen again. Or you have Brock show up; he wins it. And then, like, with his bare hands. <laughs> right. Just completely destroys it. He eats it live on air. There you go. Uh, Metacon with news of an upcoming draft in kayfabe. Is Raw just mailing it in so they can get the number one pick? Yes. Trust yes. the process. That's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> uh, Mr. Biff Top Johnny. Who would be the worst heel to turn face and the worst face to turn heel right now? 
the worst face to turn heel right now would be like, mm, uh, I don't know, that could work. Uh, the worst. Oh, the worst face to turn heel would be like Becky Lynch. You have her come back and she comes back as a heel. Yeah, but okay, here's the thing though. What would you do? What could what could they do to turn her heel that the crowd wouldn't pop for? If she attacks Bianca, maybe that maybe they turn on her. Maybe. Maybe. Bianca's such a pure baby. No, face. I get that I get that point, but like if they made the effort to try to turn her heel. You they know, did the that. Where, like she gets to the she mic. became the biggest face the company seen. I know, but if she gets out there and starts starts talking trash about the fans, people are like, "This is so confusing." Like, they're not <laughs> yeah, that's cheer totally it, true. Yeah, that's totally true. But they're true. not going to boo either. You yeah, know? they're not. It's yeah, not like, they're not going to cheer that shit. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a good answer actually. Um, the worst heel to turn face right now would be Roman. You don't want to do that now. No, I no. I thought that I part of me thought that's where they were going to go. I thought the, the Usos were going to turn on him and turn him. Face, but you cannot do that right now. No, you can't do that. You cannot do that. Joseph Molina, who would you like to see turn up a PWG's Mystery Vortex? Oh, good question. Uh, Kevin Steen and uh, Generico. El Generico. Good, yeah. good, good. Adam Cole, Roderick Strong. It's like all, yeah. the, all the former champions. Exactly, yeah. Daniel Bryan. Have Bryan Danielson there. That'd be, oh man, that'd be great. Pack. 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 Um, Nick Kyle, if you had the superpower to go back in time and change only one controversial or shocking moment in wrestling history, what would it be? One controversial moment in wrestling history. I would make sure that they didn't do the blue blazer gimmick for Owen Hart. Oh, that's and a good one. He would never have to be in those rafters. That's 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 the best answer. Um, I would. Oh man, I don't know. I would have maybe. I mean, along those same lines, if you want to avert tragedy, maybe treat the diving headbutt the way Vince treated the pile driver. Like, hey, no, we're not doing diving headbutts anymore, Benoit. Because maybe that would have helped. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I would have. Uh, I would have. Uh, I would have not had. I would have had Chris Jericho and Goldberg streak. All right. Or Raven. Raven would have been cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, Garrus says, you are banned from watching wrestling, but you are allowed to listen to it. Oh, okay. Which three commentators from any promotion do you choose to help guide you through the stories and in-ring action? Oh, number one is Excalibur. Mm -hmm. I mean, that guy, He, if nothing else, he knows how to call the action. He knows give how to Excalibur, do that. Give me Excalibur. Give me Kevin Kelly. Oh, that's good. I think Kevin Kelly might be... I don't Kevin know if he's, Kelly might he might be, be my favorite yeah. play-by-play. Yeah, that's a good one. Announcer right now. He's so good. Yeah, he is. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, you know what? Yeah, if it's a two-man team, that's a good answer. I'd go with Kevin Kelly and Pat McAfee. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, Cameron Bortolazzo, with fans returning this week, which superstar do you think might get the biggest pop and who gets no reaction? So it's Friday, SmackDown. Who gets the biggest pop? 
Doesn't Big E come out? Big E should come out first. Mm-hmm. He should come out first. Yeah, I think he'd get a massive pop. They'll probably do like a money in the bank, go home Where everybody's segment. sitting on the ladders. To, to, yeah, do that thing. thing, yeah. I mean, they did it this week on Raw. They should do it on SmackDown. So you've got Big E. I kind of feel like Corbin is not going to get any sort of reaction just simply because there's no music. There's no Tron. He just wanders out. And the crowd's just going to probably be like, all right, Baron Corbin's here. Music and Tron mean so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, this is this is a cool. We'll finish with this one. DKC says Vince McMahon and Tony Khan enter the same teleporter, but oh no, Brundle Fly situation. They oh, come dear. out on the other side, having mixed together. Now each has traits from the other, so we actually have two Rawgate situations. We've got Vince Khan and Tony McMahon. Uh, who? What traits? So I would want to see. Tony Khan, his uh, 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 predilection towards giving his wrestlers freedom transferred over to Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Now, what trait would you like to see from Vince McMahon to Tony uh, Khan? Uh, and this is more of uh, something done by experience. Obviously, Vince knows the ins and outs of wrestling television production. Mm-hmm. If there's one that, you know, one of the, 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 the more regular criticisms I have of AEW is there's moments they miss from the television production aspect mm-hmm. of things. Yeah. Moments that could really impact the story. If that's one thing that Tony could get, I think that would improve AEW a lot. I think, I think you know, if you, t- it's funny because there's like two sort of. I'm not gonna say Tony Khan has any extremes necessarily, but man, he sure does. Like, if there's one thing Vince does relatively well, it's knowing how to milk moments, and I feel like that's something that AEW still needs to learn how to do is milk moments. Yeah. You know, yeah, even outside the television aspect, I agree. Mm-hmm, yeah, story-wise, I feel like they could collaborate if they knew how to collaborate. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, that's never gonna happen. So that's gonna do it for us. Twitch chat, stick around. We're gonna hang out for a little bit. Thanks for watching, everybody. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.